podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys, right down Bosco's Boys Lane. Santa Claus, Scott, and all the boneheads on Willie's crazy train. Chauncey's chewing on a crimson elephant toy, what a beautiful noise. Hang your stockings and fill them with sugar, here comes Bosco's Boys. The boys are back, and it is time for me to bring back one of my favorite guests, the man who knows more about K-State basketball than anyone else in the world, maybe. I don't actually know if that's true, but he's my favorite guy to talk about K-State basketball with. He is, uh, I don't know, I I, I don't want to say my favorite guy at K-State Online because I consider all three of you like kind of like my children. I love you all equally and unconditionally, but you might be my favorite. It is the man, the myth, the legend. You might know him as Flando. I just call him Grant Flanders. Grant, how are you doing, my uh, friend, and are you ready for Christmas? I'm doing great. I'm ready for Christmas, and uh, I better be your favorite. That's all I'm going to say. You're my favorite Bosco's boy, and you can go tell Grant KSU that I told you that. Well, he's kind of retired, but he's always going to be a Bosco's boy. So I guess, I, yeah, I guess I can say you're my favorite Bosco without any controversy at all. So Yeah, well, technically, Chauncey's the co-host. You haven't met Chauncey, but I need to get you over here to the Burbs and hang out so you oh, can meet Chauncey. When that happens, he's instantly shooting up to the leaderboard he I, I love a good chocolate lab so yeah and, and he's gonna jump all over you and then you'll uh you may, may not might not like him as much anymore but <laughs> uh are, are you ready for uh the christmas season do, are you a christmas movie guy do you listen yeah. to music oh yeah uh you know lauren and i are gonna have to bust out some movies uh and we still we've only we haven't she actually just talked about how how we haven't done that yet uh christmas music i don't really care about christmas music that much i don't know i like the fun stuff if it comes on like the funny stuff like if sandler's got a funny uh christmas song that comes on or you know but or grandma got ran over by the reindeer that used to be a song i jammed every day as a child at christmas time so but besides that I, i'm not much into the chris are you into christmas music oh i love it i love christmas music uh i love everything about christmas uh, I've gone to a couple of the Christmas pop-up bars here in the Kansas City oh, area. Yeah. Some of them have like reservations, which make it tough, but there's one here in Shawnee that I've been to a couple times. Uh, I love it when, you know, breweries and restaurants, you know, decorate for Christmas. So it's, it's my favorite time of the year. <laughs> I, and I think I love Christmas, but I do think other people, and you're, I think you follow this category, if I remember correctly, I'm a I prefer hot weather so Christmas time has never been my favorite time of the year unless I'm like snowboarding which used to be you know a fun thing to do growing up but besides that I used to say man give me the heat every day all day so it's like Christmas makes the cold easier to get through but I'd still prefer like summertime action you know yeah not for me but that's okay not everyone can be perfect (laughs) oh so that makes me perfect now so okay no 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 you're not perfect like everything (laughs) about you is great uh except for you don't like you you prefer hot weather over cold 
basically oh. that's the only thing I have going for me is I like the cold over the hot. So <laughs> you know we're, we're the yin and yang there, and, and you know that's just where the differences. I I can sweat all I want without a worry in the world. People that love the cold can't sweat without you know fretting. That's just something I've noticed. Yeah, I I I'll sweat quite a bit. I, I'm a polar bear. I like the cold. Uh, but you know what? That that also means basketball season. You're a basketball guy, so I mean, come on, man. Listen, I like this time of the year. I just don't like the cold. That's all it is. And you mentioned Christmas is your favorite time of the year, so I'll give you that. I like Christmas a lot too. I'm just I like bringing up. I like giving people that like cold weather a hard time because I think it's crazy. Go out there and. 30 degree weather with just no shirt on and some shorts and, and see what you're going to do. Do that in like 75 degree weather and your money. Except for you're, you're trying to compare, you know, 75 degree to like 30 and all this. Like, there, there, Even 40 degree weather. Okay, dude, I love 40 degree weather. I love taking Chauncey on a walk, you know. You love it today. Oh, well, it's raining today, so, I mean, that's tougher. I guess that's true, but it's, like, 50 degrees. It's actually not horrible oh, today. Yeah, I mean, but, this is, uh, like, you know, shorts with a crew neck sweatshirt type weather, I think. Well, that's it not for the shirtless. weather today. I'm not going to be taking Chauncey, you know, on a walk <laughs> to de- downtown Shawnee shirtless in this weather. I think you should. In any yeah, weather. no, yeah, yeah. That's going to go viral on uh, Twitter. <laughs> Fat man walks dog to downtown Shawnee. More and more identical. <laughs> but before we get into basketball talk, and I'm sure the sponsors love this, the next time you're in Manhattan, and we're, we're talking, we're both going to be there. Well, I don't know if you'll be there for the Radford game, but we're both going to be there for that West Virginia game on New Year's Eve. When you get down there, check out Manhattan Brewing Company. If you're a Christmas person, they have all sorts of Christmas decorations already up. If you think you don't like craft beer, I guarantee they have something you like. If you're all about craft beer, I know they're going to have something you like. Plus, they have a full bar and signature cocktails as well. Check out Manhattan Brewing Company the next time you're in Manhattan, right downtown on points, as well as hopefully your favorite liquor store having some four packs. If your favorite one doesn't have it, tell them to get it. All right, Grant. K-State 9-1. and one. The best start ever for a first-year K-State head coach. Give me your grade card. What What have you thought about the team 10 games into the season? Oh, so we're still not talking about weather and what's yeah, going we're, on? We're, we're moving on. We're not going to talk about weather and me walking Chauncey shirtless. We're not going to be talking about what we were talking about before I hit record. Uh, that, that would not be good either. Um, you know, may, maybe one day we'll start a different podcast where we, where we – uh, record our pre-show conversations and release it <laughs> today is not that day that would be funny okay uh so yeah no i think k-state basketball nine one star is about as good as you could ask for i you know i that butler game's tough it's too bad they lost to butler on the road but that was you know one of the tougher ones of the season i think butler is a pretty solid team and uh, didn't help that k-state was down two bigs uh it made things tougher on uh, David Gasson, but I, I think he still has played really well lately. Um, but as a whole, I just think this team is, is doing solid enough, enough really. It's the dyna- dynamic duo getting them through uh, these first 10 games in Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel uh, every single game they're producing. Uh, it's, it's, they don't really take a game off. They might take a half off here or there where they're missing shots and stuff like that, but they don't take a game off. And Noel is distributing the entire 
per game. He is at over eight assists per game. Just really, really incredible stuff from him. For probably going to go down as one of the. Uh, had he been here his whole career, easily would have gone down as one of as the you know best assist man of all time. But he even just being here for a couple of years, he's going to go down as one of the best assist man in K State history. Just the things that he's doing with the basketball, and he also scores um, at a pretty high level, fourteen points per game. But it's Keontae Johnson that is the real difference maker of this team. If they didn't have him, I don't know what the outlook of this season would be like. It wouldn't be very. Uh, good because you're only looking at Noel as consistent as a consistent player Tomlin Naquan Tomlin is a lot of fun to watch on the floor but he hasn't done enough uh consistently to make you think they would be really good um 10 games through without Keontae Johnson um Desi Sills I think he's going to be a key piece going forward he's been really solid off the bench I really like what he does as a scorer and facilitator and a solid defender um, you know, I think everyone on this team has some head scratching moments here and there. Um, besides maybe Keontae, who's pretty smooth and, and really good at what he does. Well, I think Keontae is leading the team in turnovers, so even he uh that's a good point to giving the ball away on occasion, which is surprising that he's despite playing a minute less than Marquise Noel and not handling the ball as much as Noel, uh, he turns it over more than Marquise and Marquise he probably makes more head scratching plays than anyone on the team combined with a, I mean, more than enough great plays. Um, But yet he's still, you know, protecting the ball. It's usually his inefficiency shooting the ball that really, you know, makes you uh, shake your head at Noel sometimes, but man, he's clutch. He hits stuff in the, in the uh, late moments of games already this season and last season that has, uh, won them games two years in a row, did it to Wichita State, which was awesome to see. Um, so him and Keontae Johnson, that one-two punch is great. It'd just be great to see them get one more guy. David Gasson is showing that he can be solid, but I want to see Sills or Tomlin become a consistent guy every night out. I think Sills can be that. Tomlin, I think, can at some point. I just don't know about this year, especially early on. Sills, is he's experienced. I think he, he's going to come around um, and be that guy. Um, and then I, I, you know, I'll talk about one more guy and then let you, you know, ask me some more questions. Uh, Cam Carter, <laughs> I know I'm just talking a bunch right now, but Cam Carter is probably a guy I wish I would have seen more from so far. And I think he's still going to, he still has a bunch of potential and I think he can be better and he's going to get better. And 6.7 points per game is not bad for a sophomore, but as a starter, I was expecting more from him. I thought he would score maybe more eight or nine points per game at this point. I think at some point he'll get there. Just has to get more consistent. Um, and he's just, with Keontae and uh, Marquise dominating the ball so much, he's just not uh, needed as much. But if he could come around, then you're looking at one, two, three, four, five, maybe six guys that can score the basketball every now and then. That makes this team, I think, pretty scary. Where I think, uh, and uh, shout out to Jimmy, KSU underscore fan. He, he's the one who really likes to pound this home. For teams to get to the NCAA tournament, you can't do it with just two guys consistently scoring. I mean, we, we've seen the last two years, you know, w- with Nigel Pack, you know, around. And even last year, Pack and Marquise, they, they could not score enough to get this team to the NCAA tournament. We have Keontae. We have uh, Marquise Noel. 
who do you think is the most likely guy to step up and be that third and maybe even fourth consistent scoring option in Big 12 play? Because we've seen David Goussaint, especially the last couple weeks uh, or last couple games, he's really shown it. We we saw early on Tomlin. He can, on some nights, be the number one scorer, but he's been up and down. Cam Carter had that one game where I feel like he hit like six three-pointers. Again, we've seen it inconsistently, and same with Desi Sills. He's had a couple double-digit scoring nights, but again, not quite consistent enough. Who do you think is the prime candidate to get that consistent third, and then who maybe would be the fourth consistent scoring option once we get to Big 12 play here in 18 days? I think it's between Sills and Tomlin at this point. Um, Gasson, he's been great the last two games. <laughs> you can't ignore Gasson because last two games he scored over 30 points and hasn't missed a shot. Um, but I just – he's a big and he plays down low, so I, I want to look, as far as the third score goes, more at the perimeter. And I look at either Sills or Tomlin, and I think it's going to be Sills because, you know, he came in later and he's – He's coming along, and I, I think he's starting to figure it out. And I, I don't know if they ever will, but if he ever does find the starting lineup, I do. I think that could bring a boost to his game even further. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I like Carter starting and Sills coming off the bench as, like, a jolt off the bench. But I, I just – sometimes I think that's overplayed. Like, because you can get Carter out there off the bench soon into the game and have Sills starting and make sure to have your five best players out there. Um, to start games I because I, I do think Sills is that capable and I, I think he's the type of guy I know he I think from what we've heard he doesn't care about the limelight or getting uh you know the starting spot right now but I think he is the type of guy that if he got the starting spot it probably increases confidence even further and make him a better player I think he can be a double figure scoring player he's almost um, Tomlin's at 9.9. I think Sills surpasses him and becomes that third leading scorer. I think Tomlin stays at that fourth leading, at, uh, around that fourth leading score. Um, Gasson, it's hard. It'll be between Tomlin or Gasson for that fourth leading, I think. Um, and it's it's hard to not say Gasson based off recency bias and what he's done the last two games. But I, I think Tomlin surprises people the, the further the season goes along he like you said early in the season he was really good he dropped off especially in the Cayman Islands he really disappeared um but I think midway through the big 12 season Tomlin could become a consistent guy and be that fourth leading scorer and and that's the thing is it's so soon into the season that's why I do think this team healthy with those five guys uh, Johnson, Noel, Tomlin, Sills, and Gasson. Those five guys, I think, are a really good team deep into the season. Definitely. And you pointed it out. We're still 10 games into the season, uh, only a third of the way through this season. Uh, they're going to continue to grow into themselves. And I, I think that's why this game on Saturday versus Nebraska is such a big uh, game. Nebraska, again, their record isn't that great, but they pulled up off an upset, beating Creighton at Creighton. Again, I'm sure there was plenty of red in the building that game, but, you know, it, it was a home court advantage. It, it definitely was, uh, you know, a Creighton crowd. Uh, and I think they took, I think it was Indiana right to the wire here recently as well. 
So this is a much better Nebraska team. Uh, yeah, uh, no, it was not Indiana. Indiana smoked Nebraska. It was Purdue. They took Purdue to overtime. Yeah. Number four, <laughs> Purdue. Purdue uh, only won by three in overtime. So, again, this is a better Nebraska team than we saw last year. Uh, so what what are one or two keys that, or things that you're just going to be super dialed in on as they play Nebraska in T-Mobile on Saturday, 6 p.m.? Well, I want to see them crush them the way Kansas crushed Missouri. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen, but that that's... would be a lot of fun. Can you believe? Can you believe KU was only like a two and a half point favorite going into that game? What the hell were people thinking there? Nebraska. I saw that. I got it at three and a half. I, I or Missouri. I like Dennis Gates. Like I'm not going to trash him, but that team. I, I would. I would love to play. Missouri this year I, I I think we would smoke them too oh yeah I yeah no I think Missouri could be okay but yeah I mean they just weren't ready for a team like Kansas um and and and, I, and I'd love to see K-State do that to Nebraska but I don't think that's gonna happen like you said I think this is a better Nebraska team um than in years past I think K-State could still um I think the ceiling beat them by you know 11 or 12 points you know I think they could beat them by double figures but I think it's gonna be a grinded out game um, the keys to the game for me is can Keontae Johnson get hot and stay hot? Uh, I think it was two games ago that we just didn't see him um, play well in the first half. I, I don't want to see him have a, a down game in the first half because that would mean that they probably are going to lose to Nebraska because right now I just don't know who they're going to get scoring from. Um unless Sills wants to step up in the first half. Uh, but that's that's really going to be a key, is Keontae Johnson coming to play right away. Um, and it's an interesting two-storyline I just thought about in my head. Uh, Nebraska courted Keontae Johnson in the transfer portal and, and tried to get him. Um, of course, I think uh, their medical team wouldn't even clear him. But whatever the case, now he's balling out for us. If he was on Nebraska, I'd be picking Nebraska to win this game since he's – with the Wildcats, I think K-State wins it, and it's because of Keontae. Noel has a, a, another key game um, assisting the ball. I, I want to see them get out to a decently hot start. I don't want to see another – That's, a, I mean, that's definitely a key. I don't want to see a bunch of three-pointers. I haven't even know, looked yet at what Nebraska is shooting at, at from behind the arc. But regardless, if you leave teams open from deep, they're going to hit. So I don't want to see Nebraska get a bunch of open threes like we've seen some teams get. Um, and I, I don't know. I'd like to see K-State dictate the pace. I think that could be a key. It, it seems like they, when they've played even some mid-major teams, they've allowed that team, that opponent, to dictate the pace, and it slows the game down and doesn't let them do what they want to do. And I think that's the reason why we see them not dominating games with Nevada or, you know, getting a five to 10 point win against LSU. It's allowing teams to get the pace. Once K-State figures that out, I think they figure a lot of things out because they have the length, they have the athleticism. Um, and I think that is something that Nebraska is going to have to deal with is that length and athleticism is probably something they haven't dealt with as much this year. Cause I, I like those uh, Purdue and Indiana, but I, I don't know if they have as much length. They probably have the athleticism, but I don't know if they have as much length as K-State does. Definitely. Uh, after that game, they will have one final tune-up with Radford before getting to go home for a little bit over Christmas. And then we'll be getting into Big 12 play. Of course, we still have 
Florida for the final year of the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Uh, but before we get to those Big 12 games, uh, I'll ask you this. Where do you think uh, in, in these 10 games so far, where do you think K-State has overachieved to your expectations coming into the year? And where do you think they've underachieved? Um, I would say they've overachieved probably, man. Uh, I'll say I'll go with underachieve first because that's an obvious one. I'd say rebounding the basketball. I thought they'd be a lot better rebounding the basketball this year. Um, they've been okay. They haven't allowed other teams to dominate them on the glass. But I don't know why I just came into the season thinking that they would dominate more. Maybe it's because they've gone with a smaller lineup with Gasson at the five instead of having um a, a you know a traditional five down there. Maybe that's affected their rebound numbers, but. I just expected them to be better in that area. And then as far as overachieving, um, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's a good question. Probably. Maybe, maybe, maybe the cutting back on the, the turnovers. I mean, they still haven't been great with turnovers, but at least they're not turning it over 20 times a game. Um, I think that it was a worry going into the season. Um because obviously Tang was talked about that as one of the only things going into the season. Oh man, hopefully we don't throw it to the other team every, every time down the floor. And uh, they haven't done that. I mean, and that's, they, that would have, if they, if they had 20 turnovers a game, they, they would have four losses by now probably. So um, I think that's been key. Um, and you can get away with that. So we talked about it early, Keontae Johnson being the, the turnover, the highest turnover guy. You can get away with that when you have other guys like Noel who's assisting at the rate he is. That's another area I think it's probably overachieved is um which is crazy to say because Noel's always been a uh a really good um passer, but this season he has taken it to another level. Um his assist rate just incredible um for college basketball and still scoring at a high rate. He um probably doesn't even get enough credit more than enough credit than he should, especially because Keontae's here. So Noel, you know, gets looked at as probably more of a Robin to Keontae's Batman, but I, Noel is so important to this team without him, they would be in a tough spot. So I, I would say he's probably, and you could even say Keontae Johnson's overachieved because he's off two years off of basketball and he is right where he left off competing for big 12 player of the year. I mean, we have to talk about that. He's a top three uh, scorer right now in the conference. We'll see what happens when conference games are getting played. But Keontae Johnson is is proved already that he's one of the best players in the country, which is just – it's like – that's why the national media loves the story so much. It's just an incredible, incredible feat. Yeah, on Keontae, again, it's not just the amount he's scoring, but how efficient he is. You know, his yeah. field goal percentage – has been amazing. Uh, and that's what's been maybe the most impressive thing for me. Um, final big question I had uh, before I will end with some uh, kind of fun questions uh, as we're getting closer to the holiday season. Um, you came in and you were maybe one of the most vocal and most bullish guys uh, talking about K-State and where they could finish in Big 12 play. Um, you've seen how K-State has played 10 games into the season. We've seen how 
some of the other teams in the conferences have started off. Um, where do you think they're going to finish? What do you think their seed is going to be for the Big 12 uh, tournament where the media will not get their awesome courtside seats anymore? Thanks to uh, Papa Yormark uh, sending you guys off to the uh, peasant seats. Uh, so so what what do you think their uh, record's going to be in conference playing those 18 games? Oof. Uh, you know, I still feel good about the chances of this team, especially watching. I, I still think the Big 12 is really good, too. But I think it's a I think it is somewhat of a down year for the Big 12, at least up top. Um, and that's why I think it's somewhat uh, of a vulnerable league within the league. I think it, we don't know who's going to win the league at this point. I am I, leaning towards Kansas. Um and I've stuck with them from the beginning because I don't think Baylor is as good as what a lot of people think. Um, but I, I think K-State can still be top four team, top five, top half of the league. Especially um, before I you know get into more about what I like about K-State and my prediction on that, Texas is an inter- in an interesting position now. Uh, their, their head coach just got arrested. Um, you know, he's probably who knows how long he's going to be suspended for what's going to uh, be the outcome of that. Um, but it, we just saw them struggle against Rice, had to go to overtime against a, a bad mid-major, low-major, whatever you want to call them. Um, <laughs> so I just I, I think that and Texas was a top three team to me, possible Big 12 champion to me before this. I do think that kind of. I know coaches don't make everything, but they are important. And last night's game was a testament to that. Um, so depending on how long he's out and how much that's going to affect the culture, I think they could possibly drop down to like sixth in the league and be a bottom a bottom half of the league team and and make room for teams like K State. Um, that, that's a that's a Rice team that lost by forty to Pepperdine. <laughs> I know, I saw that, and their other loss was uh, another. Thumping, uh, pretty yeah, sure. Got beat by 35 versus Middle Tennessee State University. Yes. So we're talking about a really bad rice team that, that I because it that it would Texas was favored to win that game by 25 last night. Correct. I I think that was before the news that popped out. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe that was well, I, I think you're out. right. Because I did because I went to go look at it after the news broke and it was 24 and a half. So it was starting to drop. But still, I mean, that's just uh, – I think Texas – we'll see. Maybe they maybe they write the ship and everything is going to be fine. They are talented. They have a really talented team. But I think K-State has a chance to, you know, beat them once, maybe a couple times, depending on how that works. I think they can beat Kansas once this year. I, I mean, that won't be easy. I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas sweeps them. But I think they can beat Kansas once at home this year. It's not going to happen in Lawrence. We can chalk that up. You can't you can't beat the refs in Kansas every year. It's just not possible. Um, every year I convince myself maybe we're gonna do it again, and then like <laughs> more years than not, I end up in Allen Fieldhouse for the game. Uh, and uh, I I always kind of outside of the one time I was there when we beat them with Jim Waldridge. But every game ever since I've I've walked away, walked out of that uh, arena, thinking, man, why why did I decide to come go to this game? Uh, I so I, I'm hoping. Uh, well, I mean, I'll I'll talk myself into it. I'll probably be in there this year. Oh, I'll be in there for the 
fifth straight time, I'm pretty sure. I don't even remember how many years in a row I've been in there to see them lose. But anyway, moving on. Um, I, enough of uh, enough about Kansas. I, I think they're going to win the league, and unfortunately, but uh, so that's why I wouldn't be surprised if they sweep K State. But I think K State is good enough. I think they could possibly beat them at home. I mean, K State should have beat them at home last year with really a, a team that only had two pieces, three pieces at most. I, I melted down. I was sitting with uh, Baller, Baller Status Guy, aka Justin. Yep. Oh God, that one hurt. That one that hurt. One hurt. Oh, that one really hurt. And so, I mean, what I, I think K State can get them once. Um, TCU, I think, is fraudulent. I know they they've come around since their loss to Northwestern State. Since they're lost to I, a, an incredible story of a one-handed, one-armed man, um, just I, I don't know how they lose that game, but they lost that game. And since then, they have come back. They've beat they beat a number twenty-five Iowa, uh, and they've won some games. But I still think K State can beat them once, maybe twice. So I mean, are you are you keeping track of the wins losses? <laughs> No, no, I'm not. I, I mean, basically, kind of, I, I'm getting vibes off you that you, you know, you, you have us at like ten and eight. That's kind of like <laughs> what I'm picking up. Ten and eight, I, or maybe I, even I think, eleven and seven. I think ten and eight is probably fair. I think Baylor could possibly sweep them, but yeah, I think this. I do. I, Baylor is an interesting team where their front court isn't as strong as what it usually is. Um, they have obviously one of the best backcourts in the country. But they don't have um, – is Chachua still there? Actually, I don't even remember if they still have – I think Chachua's not even there anymore. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I don't think they have Chachua, and that is a big reason why they're just not great down low. They Flo Thamba, I think, is their only big they have left uh, over from their – and they brought in Caleb Lohner. But he's just – their front court's just not as strong as what it used to be. Yeah, because they're starting Bridges, Thamba, Bonner, George, and Love. And they have a good team because they also have uh, Bridges um, from West Virginia, who's a good yep. player. Um, so averaging I, nine and four right now. So I think K, I think K-State probably struggles, probably loses one to them. I think, eight and, I think 10 and eight is probably where I'm at. I mean, Texas Tech, they're definitely going to split with them. Oklahoma, I think, is the worst in the league. So I think they can sweep Oklahoma. Yeah, they can sweep a couple teams and then get swept only once. I think 10, yeah, 10 and 8 is where I'm about where I'm at. Well, there we go. I love it. So so that's going to put us, you know, five seed, four, five seed. Yeah. Yeah, it should be. It should be. I mean, incredible year one for sure. That's, that's probably a seven seed in the tournament. If you, yeah. that's gonna be like 21, 22 wins before the Big yeah. Twelve tournament. That's like a maybe even a six seed. Whew. Exactly. All yeah. right. Well, seed in Jerome Tang's first year. Would you be know, that that would be amazing. Uh, you know, bracket boy Lenardi has us in the tournament right now, so. Uh, you know, folks, start start looking at uh, first and second round location. Let, let's have a party. All right. Uh, <laughs> before we get to the final questions, the Charlie Hustle Hustle Festive Four questions, 
Remember to check out charliehustle.com for the most comfortable, officially licensed K-State crewnecks, sweatshirts, and or crewneck sweatshirts, t-shirts, and joggers. Currently, they're out of stock. They're sold out of those sexy lavender jackets that Grant Flanders loves to wear around so much. But they will be in stock later on in the spring as well. They also have the KC Hearts and all sorts of Kansas City landmark questions. All right. Festive four questions to end it. Sponsored by Charlie Hustle. What is your favorite Christmas tradition? Um, Probably... Roasting chestnuts on an open fire. I no. think you've never roasted chestnuts <laughs> over, over an open fire in your life. <laughs> My favorite Christmas tradition has to be either watching Christmas movies or tearing open Christmas presents. There you go. I mean, giving, giving, giving gifts is also heartwarming as well. I, I do love giving we'll gifts, give you actually. I, if, you, if you have like a great gift that you give, oh, great feeling. All right, who at K-State doesn't have to be football, basketball, could be administration, can be any sport, player, coaches, whatever. Who at K-State, who employed by K-State Athletics would be the best Santa Claus? <laughs> Man, and it, it, it can just be an employee of K-State Athletics, or does it have to be? It can be a player, an coach, uh, employee, like administration, like anyone, anyone who either plays or works for K-State Athletics or any of the teams. Give me, <laughs> yeah, yeah, give me um, <laughs> that's a... Santa Claus, right? Yes, Santa Claus. Who Gotta be Marco. Gotta be Marco Bourne. <laughs> Marco's awesome. I, I, I love Marco. I'm going to try to get Marco Bourne back on the show. Uh, but Marco Bourne would be a great Santa I think Curtis Kelly actually would be a good Santa Claus. And then if you go over to football, I actually think that uh, if you if you got Connor Riley in the red suit with the <laughs> beard, I think I think he could embody the Christmas spirit as well. Yeah, you're right. All right, number three, uh, if you could give a gift to any Big Twelve school, what gift would you give, and what school? Um, I would go ahead. If it was that, I said, get in the giving spirit. Okay, yeah, no, I mean, like, <laughs> does it have to be pleasant? <laughs> no, get get as creative as you want. Do whatever so, you like. I'm not even talking about creative. <laughs> you know, the old uh, burn a burn a brown paper bag with you know what in it at the doorstep of. Uh, Travis Goff's house. <laughs> oh, oh, going right for the AD. Okay, all right. And then uh, the the the, uh, the final the final festive question: If you had to live inside the world of one Christmas movie, so like, oh, if you if you pick Christmas Vacation, it's all right. You're living, you know, in Chicago in the 19, 1980s? I don't know. Yeah, you uh, could okay. be like claymation hanging out with Rudolph. Uh, you know, Elf, you know, hanging out, you know, in New York with this dude who literally was an adult who grew up at the North Pole, all that type of stuff. So you live rest of your days in the world of one Christmas movie. What movie are you choosing? Ooh. Oh, man. I'll probably go four Christmases so then I can have four different locations that I can still go to. <laughs> 
that 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 was a good one. That was a very good creative answer, Grant. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, that's that's all I had. You know, I, I wanted to have fun with you on the episode, the December episode. I'm sure as basketball season continues, we'll hear, hear more from Grant Flanders. Uh, but before we go, tell all the folks where they can find you, plug anything at KSO, and give any sort of Christmas message out to the boneheads that you'd like. Yeah, get on K-State online. On three, it's a great place. Uh, better – I mean, I don't want I guess it's just a, it's a pretty awesome site. Uh, I think the best site in the game is what I would say. So uh, check it out. Get on the message board if you want to uh, hang out with a bunch of crazies, K-State crazies on the message board. They'll get after you, but it's a fun time. Um, and, yeah, check us out. We're covering K-State basketball and obviously football heading into, you know, a huge game with Bama. Should be exciting. Um, and yeah, check me out on Twitter. If you haven't followed me on Twitter yet, it's at Grant Flanders, uh, and, uh, you know, go, go cats is how I'll finish out the Bosco's boys cast. Probably the one place I can say go cats without. That's true. You probably get in trouble if you, if you do it anywhere <laughs> else. Uh, I love it when you like say something and then like people get mad at you, like for being a journalist on Twitter, like, <laughs> you, know. you have journalists in your bio. And I'm like, okay. Everyone just Two things in my bio. There's <laughs> who was it? There was someone who like it, it was a while ago. Someone was like trying to get mad at you because like you had journalists in your bio. They got super mad. I don't even remember. Probably a Kansas fan. I don't know. It probably was. Yeah. Grant Kansas. Flanders. Hey say grad. You're a learner and a journalist, by the way. <laughs> You're a learner and a journalist. All right. Everyone follow Grant. Uh, That's all we have. If you guys are listening to this on release day on Wednesday, we'll be going live at 7 p.m. on Spotify Live. We'll be talking about, uh, you know, K-State football, all sorts of All-Americans. We'll be getting the 10-game check-in on basketball, and we'll see what other fun topics we have to come up with. So, for Grant Flanders, for the best dog in the world, Chauncey, we love you guys, and go Cats.
Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad. Podcast Network.